Well, joining me now for a look at the equity space is Rance. This is Gary Boyce. And thanks so much for your time, Gary. Now, it looked like the JSC was keen to eke out some more gains after the rebound that we saw yesterday. But seeming that there are factors weighing it down. Can you give us insight on that? Oh, well, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a difficult period that we're in at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I was looking at, like, if you look at the markets yesterday, it was all over the place. We were kind of uh, a little bit stronger, a little bit weaker. We had obviously the, the, the lackluster Chinese uh, stimulus package coming through. We had the, the Hang Seng down aggressively, but we managed to buck the trend and go up. And then, uh, we also had a very volatile session in the US last night. But, uh, today, as you mentioned, uh, got Europe largely positive. We've got the FTSE up about a quarter of a percent. We've got, uh, the DAX up, uh, almost two thirds of one percent. Uh, but our, our headline index down around uh, 0.65, so almost two-thirds of a percent down on, on the all-share index. Uh, and as you said, it, it really was broad-based selling. And financials you know, falling the least, only down a quarter of a percent. And uh, I think most of this uh, may be coming from, from the stronger czar, just uh, mm -hmm. stronger currency, just taking a little bit of a shine off maybe some of our resource players. But at the same time, we I think people are starting to become quite fearful of China and, and the whole idea around uh, China as a commodity-hungry giant. And, even so, you know, we had, we've had poor results out of the likes of uh, Tungela yesterday, just showing how coal prices have come down. Yet we, we've had a you know, fairly resilient day from, from some of the commodity miners. So, um, yeah, it's, diffi it's difficult to read this market at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I think the RAND may be a little bit oversold. Uh, you know, we've seen an aggressive move off that 1750 level. Uh, so, so all the way out, out to beyond 19. So trade, trading 1877 at the moment, I think that's just almost a, a natural pullback. And, mm. and that might have taken the shine off some of our, some of our uh, big RAND hedge companies today. Ah, all right. Well, talking about resilient, Spur says that its business model is resilient. We did see that uh, share price surging by about 11% after it released its full year uh, results. Their group revenue up uh, more than a quarter uh, and diluted headline earnings per share up uh, 81%. Do they have armor against these economic challenges? Well, I think the Spur has been very defensive. Now, Spur hasn't been a, a particularly exciting company for many years, but uh, you know you get the sense that, that things have changed with the, with the new management team at Spur as well. And uh, you know, with the you know taking stakes in businesses, they, they're almost on the acquisition trail as well. It's starting to become a little bit exciting. I think they're also a beneficiary of of load shedding. And as you said, it, it almost comes back to the, the kind of lipstick index argument that uh, you know when times are as tough as this, and and when you have no power in your home, uh, the one thing that you want to treat yourself to is, the, is is something that is an affordable and value meal. So mm -hmm. taking the family out to spur when there's there, there's nothing there's no power and no TV, it, it's an it's an attractive offering. And uh, you know you, you get to spend a little bit. You might not be taking an overseas holiday or a big trip, but uh, certainly you can you can spend a little bit more at spur. Now, what we're seeing is obviously you know the the actual spur brand, which accounts for around a quarter of uh, of all of the restaurant sales within spur, um, is absolutely dominant and it's it's doing very very well. Um, but the underlying brands also doing well. Rockamamas, John Dory, all all doing fairly well. So a nice trading upstate and trading up and you get the feeling that there's this kind of like breath of fresh air coming through the business and it's starting to look very attractive. Mm. A lot of a lot of today's numbers were already in the trading statement ahead of time. So I think uh, the market should have been expecting it and it is a slightly thinly traded stock. So I mean obviously with that pop, I think that's just a little bit of excitement. Maybe some participants just waiting to see the underlying figures and, and then and then getting involved.
Ah, all right. Well, let's go into another company that came out with results today. Avenge out with its full year results. Uh, revenue from continuing operations growing 28%. Uh, but on the bottom line, it did swing from a profit to a loss. Surprising to me uh, that uh, share price climbed by about uh, 7%. Uh, the CEO did say that it was a year of transition. As you, you speak about a breath of fresh air, seeming that the markets are quite uh, optimistic about that. Is it this transition? that the markets are excited about, uh, even with the downbeat numbers that we are seeing? Yeah, I think it's, it's always a, it's a very difficult sector and it's a very cyclical sector as well. It, it relies on, on you know, big, big infrastructure projects and the like. And uh, I think what, one of the highlights uh, has definitely been the, the rapid growth within uh, McConnell Dow, um, as well as uh, the Mormons numbers also also pretty decent, uh, just in the heavy mining equipment. Obviously, we've seen a, a lot of the mining related uh, industries under a lot of pressure as commodity prices fall. But uh, you know, maybe, maybe the restructuring, uh, you know, obviously coming to a completion. It's been a very, very difficult period for the company and obviously the the sale of Trident Steel is is kind of settling settling the old debt, and uh, and hopefully we see Avenge uh, coming back to the fore and, and being put on a, a better tack. Yeah, all right. So before we go to your stock pick, I quickly want to uh, get your insights on it, the bid, the Bidvest uh, trading update that came out uh, today for FY23. So the industrial uh, company saying that it expects its normalized headline earnings per share to improve by as much as 19% from the prior comparable period. What can you say about Bidvest growth? Well, Bitvest is essentially, you know, to a large extent, the South African economy, although they do, you know, very much want to, I think, diversify internationally as well after the unbundling of, of, of Bitcorp. It, it gives them kind of the free reign and, and the ability to, to, to target international expansion as well, which I think is within the, within the group's uh, ideas. Um, but looking at the, the normal line headline earnings per share, you know, it's, it's between 15% and 19% higher. Not a lot of detail in the trading statement um, overall. So, you know, stock, I think, uh, Market at least took the stock, it took the, the update in, it, in its stride, and the stock was down uh, 0.64%, which is largely in line with the rest of the market. So I don't think any, any major surprises there. And Bitvest just doing what Bitvest usually does. Ah, all right. Well, let's get to your stock pick for today, Gary. What will it be? So I'm going to go offshore. Uh, it's kind of a technical stock pick uh, as well. So there's a, a nice channel bottom that you can, you can, well, at least an incline trend line you can pick the stock up on. Uh, the stock pick is Lockheed Martin. It's uh, the largest uh, defense contractor in the U.S. Uh, in the last 12 months, it's done around $67 billion in revenue. Uh, it is down 7% in dollar terms year-to-date versus the S&P 500 up, up about 14.5%. So it's, it's almost a, a return to mean trade. It, it's cheap compared to its uh, a lot of the other aerospace and, and engineering companies only trading on about 16 times historic earnings um, and it's really it's, it's I suppose a, quite a unique proposition for for South African investors certainly it's it's a way to get involved in the in the space economy uh, they've just been awarded contracts uh, by NASA to build a nuclear powered uh, spaceship uh, and this is things that we just can't get access to to, to in the local market so it, it largely doesn't have competition in, in, in the space economy space there's strong free cash flows and I suppose the, the one concern that, that many clients ask us when, when we kind of recommend something like Lockheed Martin is, but if you're just betting on the U.S. military industrial complex, how, how much are you actually going to be able to generate as a shareholder? Uh, so just, just to give you an idea, over the last five years, it's been a little bit more lackluster. So it's, it's up 60% in dollar terms versus S&P 500 up 67%. So marginally behind the S&P 500. But if you take that, that time period out just a little bit and you look at the, the, the total return performance, remember it's a, it's a dividend paying stock as well. Um, over the last 10 years, it's up 381% versus an S&P 500. 
500, that's only up 221%. Right. So certainly you, you might uh, have the U.S. government as your biggest client, but they really don't mind rewarding shareholders as well. So worth adding to a portfolio. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for giving us insights on what has been driving investors' money today. Uh, that was Gary Boyson from Ransus.